Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. 25 degrees and cloudy outside at 510 on this Friday, January 19th, 2024. It's time for Do I Have a Case with attorney Keith Figured of the Figured Law Group. Keith, thanks for joining us this week. My pleasure, Rob. I'm enjoying this beautiful weather. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, you got into, to, to, to hopefully didn't get caught up in too much today. It wasn't too bad. No, not too bad. Actually, I had to do a little traveling today. The roads weren't too bad. All right, that's good to hear. All right, let's start off with our first question. As a parent who has had both a 504 plan and IEP for my child through the school, what recourse do I have if the school continually doesn't live up to or violates the accommodations stipulated even after I've brought the deficiencies to their attention? I don't want to cause issues with my district, and I'm afraid of retaliation, but I just want them to provide the necessary support. All right, so this is a very complex question. Um, and for the listeners who don't know what an IEP is, it's basically an individualized education program. Um, there's two criteria for it. It's actually for both disabled or gifted students. Um, the criteria is that the student must meet one of 13 disability categories in order to qualify and that the student must need special education. That is that the child requires specifically the designed instruction to receive educational benefits. Um, now, of course, it, it, in this particular question, it looks like they already approached the teachers and they aren't um, either responding or uh, taking any type of corrective actions that are of concern to the parent. Um, the first thing I wanna provide, because this is such a complex issue in terms of uh, providing parents help, is there is a Bureau of Special Education which has uh, established a consult line. It's a toll-free number. Uh, that number is 1-800-879-2301. And basically they can call that line if you have questions concerning your child's special education program or the laws relating to the provisions of services in your child's IEP. Um, now, some of, and I'm going to be leaving out because there's an extreme amount of content and I could probably stay on this call for the next four hours to literally go through it, but, but there are certain procedures. One is a mediation. Um, a mediation is a free voluntary confidential procedure designed to help parents and school officials resolve uh, the dispute. Um, you may discuss mediation with your school administrator or you may call the Office for Dispute Resolution and that number is 1-800-222-3353. Both the Procedural Safeguards Notice and the Office for Dispute Resolution website, uh, which is odr-pa.org, contain a form for that purpose. Um, basically, they would provide a, a form, and in that form, they would need to provide the name and address of the child, the name of the school, the child attends, a description of the problem, and a proposed uh, solution to that problem. Now, if that fails, then they can all ultimately go to a court process, and of course, at that point, it's involving an attorney, and it's probably going to be much more expensive. Um, but again, this is a complex issue. Um, you would want to reach out to those uh, helplines if you weren't able to resolve it. 
Uh, you may want to just reach out to an attorney for consultation purposes, um, but um, pretty much reach out to those lines, and I think that they would be able to help direct them uh, in the right direction. Lots of great information there. And like you said, it is a complex situation. And just from the question, it seems like they just want to solve the issue, not necessarily sue their uh, school district. So great, great numbers to provide so they can just maybe get that ball rolling and getting that done. Uh, next question is, uh, I, I was arrested for some misdemeanors and summary offenses when I was in my adult teens and early 20s. Nothing major, underage drinking, disorderly conduct, and theft under $100. Now that I'm in my 50s, I recently applied for a job where this came up in their background investigation. I still got the job, but is there a way to have these records from over 30 years ago removed? All right, so again, this is another comp complicated question because I think a lot of people uh, mistake uh, between having uh, a felony or misdemeanor removed from the record as opposed to expunged or a record being sealed. Um, if you do have uh, an, an issue with a prior record, again, it would be best to consult with an attorney that's specialized in this, but generally speaking, um, the only way to actually remove a felony or misdemeanor conviction from your record in Pennsylvania is by receiving a pardon from the governor. And of course, that's very difficult. Um, these convictions cannot be expunged by a court unless you are over 70 years old and meet other conditions. Um, you should uh, uh, consider applying for a pardon if there is a concern. However, the process is long. I mean, it can take as long as three or four years uh, before there's a ruling. Uh, there may be interviews, uh, but, but the actual removing of the record is very difficult. Now, expungement, which is a little bit different, um, summary expungement in PA, this petition erases a summary conviction, and this is going to be more on point, I believe, what this individual is discussing in terms of the charges that they sustain. So the petition erases a summary conviction for someone's record. Uh, I believe the House bill was 1543 that created the right to expunge a single summary offense when five years have elapsed since the date of conviction, when there is no criminal prosecutions for the following five years. So you have to obviously stay out of trouble after that time for that period. Um, it basically deals with young people that have been arrested with retail theft, harassment, disorderly conduct, public drunkenness. Those would be the types of claims that would be uh, eligible after five years. Um, I'm not going to explain all these, but uh, another one uh, is if it is a juvenile, there's different petitions that you can file for juvenile record expungement. There's what's called ARD or accelerated rehabilitation disposition. Those are usually involved with driving under the influence uh, case where the uh, record becomes expunged after you complete uh, successfully complete the program. Um, and then uh, there are other limited expungement and record sealing uh, NPA that can be pursued. And then most recently, uh, new legislation was filed in 2022 to expand uh, clean slate, which the new clean slate bill would allow drug felony convictions to be sealed automatically after 10 years without a conviction and some property related felony convictions to be sealed by petition after 10 years without conviction. And what that means without conviction is you didn't have any other convictions since that time. Um, but again, it is a complex process to know where and if you fall within um, any of those specific remedies. And if you did want to pursue it, you should reach out to somebody that handles that and they would best be able to tell you as far as the time frame, your likelihood of prevailing and what you would be looking at and potential cost. All right. Thank you, Keith. And for our final question today, 
I was visiting a friend who lives in a local HOA. I would imagine that's a homeowners association and had another motorist hit their, uh, their car in a lot. I called police for a report, and they informed me that since the accident happened on private property, they would not respond to provide a report. I'm confused because my sister had a fender bender in a Target parking lot in the same county, which is also private property, and the police completed a report. My insurance company keeps asking me for a report that I don't have. All right. So in this instance, and it's a little uncertain in terms of the question whether the individual that hit the vehicle was still there or they were known. Um, what somebody should do immediately after they become aware uh, that their car has been hit is the first is you do not want to leave the scene or move your car. Um, the second is you want to locate the person who hit your car and exchange information if possible. You want to take photos and contact the authorities, which it appears they did in this case. Um, and then you want to contact your insurer and file a claim if necessary. Now, the thing in this instance is if the individual did hit the car and leave, that's actually a crime. So there, I'd be surprised that the police wouldn't take a report in that circumstance, not to mention when you have a hit and run, it's likely going to fall back under your insurance. And a lot of times under your policy, if you fail to file a report for a hit and run or what they call a phantom vehicle, your insurance can preclude coverage. Now, in the event that, um, you, uh, in the event that the police do not feel it's necessary to file a report, um, there's a couple of things that you can do, and I want to just uh, give me a second. I'll get to that section because I want to. There's a lot of this that doesn't apply to the specific question, but you can go on and actually file a report here. I want to see. So. In terms of filing a report, a crash report, you need to gather detailed information at the accident scene. So again, you would need the name, address, and phone numbers of all drivers involved, the driver's license number, again, this is if you can get it, their insurance information, the names and contact information for any pedestrian or other passengers involved in the accident, the names and contact information of any potential witnesses, uh, the license plate of other vehicles involved, the make and model and style of the cars, along with um, any other practical information. Of course, you want to take pictures and everything else that you would need to preserve. Now, if the police are unwilling to file a, a report, you can actually download and complete what's called, it's a, a form AA-600. Now, you're supposed to do that within five days of the accident, and then you would have to send that form to the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation Bureau of Highway Safety and Traffic Engineering. Um, the specific address is P.O. Box 2047, Harrisburg, PA 17105-2047. So if the police fail to file a report for whatever reason and you want to file your own report with the department, you would want to download that for form and then file that uh, yourself. And that would pretty much be the only way to file a report if the police refuse to do do so. And I have seen recently that if there is no damage to the vehicle and nobody is injured, a lot of times the police will not uh, file a report. However, there are certain circumstances in which they are required, and that is um, if there is um, uh, property damage or if somebody is injured, um, then usually the police are required to, to file a report. Great information. If anyone has questions as we move forward, for Keith Figured, you can email me at robert.odonnell at odyssey.com. That's R-O-B-E-R-T dot O-D-O-N-N-E-L-L at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. And Keith, if any of the listeners want to reach out to you to consult with you on something privately, how can they do that? 
they can contact me at 570-954-9299. That is my direct dial. I can be reached uh, by email at keith at figuredlaw.com and through my website at figuredlaw.com. And all of my consultations are free, so there's never a charge for any consultation. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, the questions keeping you on your toes and keeping you busy here this week. Oh, hopefully they become <laughs> a little more straightforward, but it's good that they're in-depth and they want to find out some uh, some information that's affecting them personally. That's what no, you're I'm here glad. for, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, I just hope the information provided helps them out. So they can ask me any question they want. All right, Keith, I appreciate it. And, again, you can email me at robert.odonnell at odyssey.com so we can get the questions for next week or the weeks coming up for Keith Figured. Keith, thanks for joining us this week. My pleasure, Rob. Always appreciate it. Have a great weekend.